This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is the special Valentine's edition of Spilled Milk, the show where we usually cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. But today we don't have to do that because Molly has brought us a delicious and healthy lunch consisting of conversation hearts, sweet tarts, green M&Ms, and uh, jelly belly conversation beans. Uh, As everybody knows, this is the season for conversation hearts. It's the season for romantic food in general. Yes, yes. And, uh, And we are really excited to be here today. We are going to be snacking on some of this delicious romantic food. Uh, while we record, and uh, Matthew, I'm I'm gonna pull out a conversation bean for you. It says, "Oh, thank you." It like. says, "Like," <laughs> so so this is like the jelly bean equivalent of Facebook. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we can be friends now. Okay, great. Yeah, and uh, I would also like to point out this one that I think says, "Use me." <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It says U S M E. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a cabinet department. Uh, <laughs> no, if you squint at it, that's an ampersand, I believe. It says you ampersand me. Oh, I have such a romantic, uh, romantic way of reading that. Use me. Use me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What could what could be more romantic than that? Yes. Anyway, uh, today one of the things that we wanted to talk about is uh, aphrodisiacs. Oh yes. We want to be helpful to you people. And uh, we want to share with you some of our favorite aphrodisiacs and some things that we're really excited to try this Valentine's Day. Now, when you were a kid, were there were there any aphrodisiacs that were legendary that like people talked about and this was this was the thing that would that would work? I mean, I have to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my first kiss till I was almost 19. So if there were conversations about aphrodisiacs, I uh, I missed out on them. Well, now, see, I, I, I didn't I didn't miss out on the conversation. I missed out on everything else. Because basically, you know, we had we had a few when I was a kid. There was um, Spanish fly. People always talked about this. I'm still not sure to this day what it is, except that uh, I'm sure it's not a good idea. Uh, and the way the way Spanish fly apparently worked, and this was when we is were like 11. I, it's some kind of drug. 
I should I should specify before before I explain this that uh, we at Spilled Milk um, definitely don't recommend drugging anyone and taking advantage of them. We're opposed to that. Definitely. Um, <laughs> we're definitely opposed. But the, the way this worked was there were like three steps in the process. Step one, you, you slip a girl some Spanish fly. Step two, um, she's overcome with lust. And step three, we had absolutely no idea what would happen after that. Wow. What no, a, something what a, something great so that uh, was completely beyond our ability to even visualize it. Wow. Wow. And did you ever find out what that something was? The, the step three? Yeah. I'm still working on that. Cool. Let me know when you figure that out. Okay. Uh, what do you think about the whole green M&M thing? Do you, uh, do you think it works? I think any color of M&M's uh, does it for me. But uh, <laughs> green M&M's we, uh, we learned about in eighth grade math class, I believe. We were doing some sort of... Uh, progressive math exercise that involved M&M's. And our eighth grade math teacher said, be careful not to eat too many of the green M&M's. One time in class, this girl ate all the green M&M's and then jumped over the table and kissed this boy that she barely knew. And we we all were sure, absolutely sure that this story was true. And uh, we're looking forward to, to recreating it in, in math class. Fantastic. Which did not happen. Well, we could try it today. There were a uh, whole lot of things when I was a kid that did not happen. <laughs> I could say the same, yes. <laughs> um, which is why, uh, well, we want to we save you from that fate. Right, we're, we're clearly we're experts here. on this topic. Yeah, which is why we are here to tell you about, uh, about some aphrodisiacs. So, you know, of course, we've got oysters, mm-hmm. chocolate, uh, you know, strawberries. Of course, the super romantic chocolate-dipped strawberry. Now, do you like chocolate-dipped strawberries? I really don't. Well, when I have had them, I believe that the chocolate that has been put on them, I've had them at like, you know, bat mitzvahs and things, which are, of course, extremely romantic occasions. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, um, I believe that the chocolate they were dipped in was like well, melted is- semi-sweet chocolate chips thinned with a little bit of oil. Mm-hmm. And I think that is sort of the standard strawberry coating chocolate. And it's always like a big exploded California strawberry that's white all the way through. Yeah, and the thing is, is when you eat it, because it's so big, uh, you wind up with chocolate sort of all around your your face, and it's really... I guess maybe that's kind of what's supposed to be hot about it. Maybe you're supposed to then clean your partner with your own face. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I'm not a big fan. I would rather have um, a really great strawberry and just wait till, like, July. Chocolate-dipped strawberries seem to me like one of those things that's like a stereotypical gourmet food um, that people who actually like food aren't generally that into. Like truffle oil is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Although my husband's kind of into truffle oil. But uh-huh. Yeah. Does he, does he consider it an aphrodisiac? I don't think so. I, Brandon's aphrodisiacs are like um, hummus. <laughs> I, am, I am married to a man who's crazy about hummus. <laughs> I get hot just thinking about it. Uh, hummus and um, well, he does other chickpea does like, related things. He does like hot sauce, and that's mm-hmm. pretty hot, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> then there's asparagus, which is supposed to be an aphrodisiac. Now, is it because of the shape? Because it seems like there's a whole category of aphrodisiacs that are considered to be aphrodisiacs because they resemble genitalia. I guess so. In that case, I think it would have to be the white asparagus. Oh, yeah. Definitely the the most phallic of all foods, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There's something, you know, they they smell really funky. Yeah, that's true. They make you smell a little funky if you have a... Well, we could we could or couldn't go into the asparagus urine issue. Well, it's definitely, that's not it's romantic. definitely an issue. 
while we were deep in research for on this topic, by which I mean reading down the Wikipedia page of aphrodisiacs, we came across this thing called Mucuna pruriens, which sounds kind of dirty, just the Latin name. Totally and, dirty. And uh, it's a reputed aphrodisiac. It's a some sort of tropical bean tree, and it... Is if you the look tree at it, itself an aphrodisiac or the bean? <laughs> if you just lean against the tree wrong, <laughs> you go wild with desire. Wow. And the beans are in a pod that I swear to God looks like a severed monkey tail. We'll put we'll put a picture of this up on the website so you you're can all see love it. it. If if you see one of these monkey tail looking things hanging from a tree and you're with your special someone, be be sure to go over and stroke the monkey tail and, and see what's inside. <laughs> because because you're going to you're going to be happy with the result. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> All right, I'm having a green M&M. There is also the uh fantastic and uh much documented in literature ambergris. Yes. Well, I I knew about ambergris for some completely unknown reason, but I never realized that it was an aphrodisiac. I guess I knew it was a perfume ingredient. Well, let's let's talk about what it is and it, what it looks like. It's something that comes out the backside of a whale, and it looks like something that comes out the backside of a whale. <laughs> it's, it's this waxy substance, right, um, that is made in the stomachs of certain whales. Mm-hmm. Is it sperm whales, Sperm actually? whales, I believe. Anyway, and most often it gets out of their digestive digestive tract via the uh, back exit. Mm-hmm. I think occasionally, however, they also vomit it. Yes. But anyway, it washes Either. up on beaches in sort of great deposits, and it kind of looks like um, like a piece of rock, right? Yeah, and I and I hear I've never come across it myself. Um, it, I think it's illegal for one thing. It looks it looks scary. Apparently, it smells scary also, and uh, it's it's in the category of aphrodisiacs that are just like really kind of weird, gross, rare things. And so, if I wanted to get my hands on some ambergris, you're gonna have to go to the black market, baby. Wow, he just called me baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just have three green M and M's. We just found a really interesting list of places where it is mentioned in literature and film, and uh, my personal favorite is that. In uh, Cherry Ames Cruise Nurse by Helen Wells, there's a missing piece of ambergris. Is that porn? Cherry Ames Cruise Nurse? Amazingly, I know the answer to this. Yes? It's not. It's not. Um, Sorry. It's a series of books about a nurse who solves mysteries. You know, also in uh, 1001 Nights, Sinbad the Sailor finds a valuable lot of ambergris on an island on one of his adventures. A valuable lot of ambergris is just kind of a nice phrase. Is that like a parking lot of ambergris? Yeah, I I want to start using that like, uh, you know, hey, I just found a valuable lot of M&Ms. Yes. For some of you familiar with Sweeney Todd, the character Beetle Bamford wears ambergris as a perfume. Of course he does. I don't know anything about Sweeney Todd. I don't either. Well, there's a a demon barber. I know that. Let's see if there's... (laughs) Okay, I have no idea what this means, and if you're a fan of this and I'm, and I'm murdering it, um, I apologize. But I feel compelled to report that in The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack, Lead em and Weep, the whale character Bubby spits out a huge ball of ambergris onto Captain Knuckles to wake him of his hypnotized state. At the end of the ep- episode, Dr. Barber gives an explanation of ambergris. That is amazing. 
Oh, check this out. In Heston Blumenthal's TV special, Heston's Christmas Feast. You mean this is going to be something about actual food? This is. This is going to be useful, people. Top chef Heston Blumenthal uses pure ambergris in his recipe for the appetizer with reference to a food favored by King Charles II. It doesn't say what the appetizer is. That was not as helpful as I hoped it would be. I think the appetizer is a hunk of ambergris on a plate topped with green M&Ms. Delicious. Delicious. Wow. A traditional Christmas food in the UK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you serve it with Yorkshire pudding? Yes. And uh, and amber, amber drippings. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go, let's go back to our, our repast at hand here, which sadly features no ambergris. Why are there two different kinds of conversation hearts? Well, when I went to uh, the drugstore this morning, which is where everybody buys their aphrodisiacs, mm-hmm. when I went to the drugstore this morning, they had um, usual sweet tarts conversation hearts. But they also had these Sweet Tarts brand conversation hearts that were called Dazzled Tarts. Did you just say Dazzled Tarts? I did. I did. Doesn't that sound like kind of a great name for, like, a strip club? Yes, or a, or a, a Harlequin Romance series, like, you know, new in the Dazzled Tarts series. Uh, what I really liked about the Dazzled Tarts package is that it's got a big pink sparkly heart on it that says Diva. And to me, the pink sparkly heart looks exactly like a chunk of Korean countertop. Only it says diva. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I, I am sure that if you if you can afford a Korean countertop to start with, you can special order one that says diva. Yeah, yeah. To to remind yourself of your of your own awesomeness every that, time you go into the kitchen. That is what I'm aiming for. But the okay, unfortunate so hold on. The unfortunate thing is that when I actually put them out into um, a bowl here, I can't really tell the difference between the dazzled tarts and the sweet. Hearts, conversation hearts. For that matter, the the dazzled. I think these are the dazzled tarts here, and the printing is kind of subpar. It is. I can't read anything. This one this seems one I... to say clam. <laughs> it totally says clam. Does it say glam? Oh, maybe it says glam. Okay, <laughs> glam should, is should, so romantic. I think we can. I think we can probably put a picture of this on the on the website. Also, this one just has like a period on it. <laughs> um. You mean the punctuation? Here's mark, what I right? find really confusing, though. When you get ones that say "love her" or "love him," it's who like, do you who? give it to? Yeah, who do you give it to? Maybe. So, like, here I'm going to give you this one that says "love her." You can okay. love Lori. I was I was going to wonder if you like give it to yourself to like talk yourself into loving someone who may not be your ideal mate, or maybe yourself. Here I'm going to give you the "love him," okay. and you can just use that as an affirmation every day. Love him, love Matthew. Or maybe it's talking about God. <laughs> That's what it all comes back to. You know, what I really like about these uh, conversation beans is that uh, they're so concise. Like, rather than writing why not, like W-H-Y not, it's just the letter Y not. I mean, it's so to the point. If we could all be that way in our romance. Wow. I know. It's like I'm looking at these, and it looks like you can fit literally five characters max on these. So how much... How much love can you put into five characters? Wow. What um, a I, test. I, guess, I guess you can put a lot of love into four characters if you choose them carefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Okay. See, I think, I think there's, this, uh, there's this line hanging above our heads that says explicit tag on it, and we're going to keep bumping up. <laughs> we're just asymptotically close to that line yeah, for uh, yeah. the rest of the afternoon. I just wanted to point out that I just read this one that says sweet pea, and I read it as sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> and this one that said, just says meet me. This is but it different. doesn't say where. It doesn't say where. That, that, that's if you, wanna, if you want to tease. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. what a tease. Yep. Or first kiss. 
Is that like an <laughs> that's, that's That's wishful thinking there. <laughs> yeah, it is. That would have been the one that I gave somebody at like age 13, and they were like, yeah, just wait like six years. This one says, you are hot. It's sort of, sort of Cro-Magnon. Because <laughs> it's just, you are hot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one looks like it says, Adobe me. <laughs> or abhor me. <laughs> I my favorite one is still this one that says clam. <laughs> I'm I'm dying over here. I'm gonna have another green green M M&M. and And this one says baby. Do you think that this is um like a warning? Like <laughs> I'm gonna have one of those. <laughs> yes. Here's my message for you. Baby. <laughs> um there's another one. Does this say tips? No, lips. No, it says lips. <laughs> but, but, you know, to be polite, you should always give tips. <laughs> you should. In a, in a romantic situation. You should, yeah. Even the quarter that's stuck between the couch cushions helps. Yes, people. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know more about romance than any other people alive. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what, if you could make a sentence out of these. Like, baby, <laughs> you, cool, um... My not, jets. Not out of words. <laughs> you cool my jets. <laughs> baby, you kiss. Baby, you kiss. Yeah, baby. You kiss. Like. <laughs> baby, you kiss like. Um, like a crazy, horse? Crazy fun. <laughs> baby, you kiss like crazy fun. <laughs> so wait, but but I, I did want to tell like an actual romantic story that, that's not a joke here, which is... um. I was uh, I was talking to Lori about um, what are if if uh, maybe you're not the world's greatest cook, but you. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm telling a serious I'm telling a serious romantic story here. <laughs> you you find the idea of of me having like an actual romantic experience funny. <laughs> and it is funny. Um, and after I was, also, me- I was also thinking this could be great, baby. You kiss like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get it together now. Baby, you kiss like clam. <laughs> um, Baby, you that's... kiss like clam lips. <laughs> oh my god! I've completed that's... the sentence. This is why I'm. This is why. That is what you say after you have a romantic liaison with Ivar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's one other thing we haven't talked about. I'm looking at this thing on our list that says chased berry. What is a chaste berry? It's something I know far too much about, unfortunately. If you're single this Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and you're feeling pretty sad about your singleness, do you think you could get some like chaste berry tea? Maybe, but I, I think probably also vodka <laughs> is yeah. available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to point out is that chaste berry would be a fantastic cereal flavor. <gasps> oh my god, you mean like Frankenberry, Booberry, Chaste Berry? Yeah. Yeah, except that Chase Berry is like the opposite of the Boo Berry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this has been such a useful show. We've given you all kinds of advice of, you know, sort of what to eat, what not to mm-hmm. eat, what to say to your friends, what to say to your lovers. If you listen to this whole show and you still can't get any, um, that is your problem. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show where, in the words of Conversation Hearts, hey babe, you are hot, call me. I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. I've also got You're Hot. Mm Mm-hmm.
Well, I think we could just say... Written like that, it kind of looks right. like the abbreviation of some sort of a um, urologist chart. <laughs> You're hot. <laughs> Sounds like a very bad condition. Yes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 